Julie and Matt here with another great resource from one of our friends. Parents, do you ever wonder how to teach your little ones about missionaries? Go tell everyone. Nine Missionaries Who Shared the Good News shows kids how missionaries throughout history have obeyed Jesus' command to tell everyone. This interactive board book introduces nine different missionaries such as Lottie Moon, Adoniram Judson, and Lilius Trotter. And it tells about the countries where they served. Ultimately, Go Tell Everyone helps kids understand that anyone can tell everyone about Jesus. To learn more, visit GoTellEveryoneBook.com. Again, that's GoTellEveryoneBook.com. to God's Big Story, a podcast for kids. Every week, we teach the Bible, sing the Bible, and talk about what it means with a friend or two. I'm your host, Julie, and I'm here with my co-host, Matt. Me llamo Mateo. In Spanish, that means my name is Matt. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about how the church is God's family using a story from the Bible. Julie, can you believe that the Israelites walked right through the middle of the Red Sea? I mean, a whole sea, and people walked through on dry ground. Unbelievable, Matt. I wonder if they saw, like, sharks or dolphins or little teeny crabs as they walked between the massive walls of water. You know, Julie, sometimes we read stories in the Bible that seem like there's no way they could be true. Parting a whole sea might be one of those. But we can always trust the Bible. God's true word. That's a good reminder, Matt. Today, we're going to learn about what happened after the Israelites got to the other side of the Red Sea. The Israelites started their long journey to the promised land. To get there, they had to walk through a hot desert for a really long time. A hot desert? I mean, they walked through a giant sea, so I suppose they could walk through a hot desert. Was it a like a brownie, like fresh from the oven, or was it like a warm piece of pie? Uh, no, Matt, not dessert. Desert. A desert is a type of land that's hot and dry and doesn't have a lot of food or water or shade. <laughs> Oops. Well, sometimes my mom's desserts are pretty dry, too. Uh-oh, I hope she's not listening. But, Matt, speaking of baked goods... In today's story, we're going to learn about how God made a special food called manna fall from the sky. Some people think manna was like bread. I know I've never heard of bread falling from the sky. Have you? Whoa, me neither. But you know, I have a friend who makes lots of yummy treats. She's a baker. Let's all say baker together. Baker! Did someone say baker? Hey, it's our good friend Rachel. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Thanks for having me, Julie and Matt. Believe me, you donut have to ask me twice to spend some time with the two of you. <laughs> nice one, Rachel. Uh, dough, you know much about baking bread? <laughs> I sure do. Baking bread is one of the best parts of my job. As a baker, I get to make all sorts of sweet and savory, fluffy, ooey gooey treats. But bread, bread is my favorite. I mean, Julie and Matt, have you ever smelled fresh baked bread? 
It's divine. Mmm, I can almost taste it right now, Rachel. Well, in our story today, God gives his people a type of bread called manna. Manna, you say? Well, now that's actually divine. Have you ever made manna, Rachel? <laughs> oh, heavens no. You see, as a baker, I have to work very hard to bake the perfect loaf of bread. It takes lots of ingredients, yeast, flour, salt, and sugar, and lots of hard work. Kneading, shaping, rising, baking, and cooling. A careful baker knows that there is no quick way to make bread. But God, God spoke and manna just fell from the sky. Beautiful, honey-sweetened bread, ready to eat with no preparation and no baking. It was truly a miracle. Hey, we know miracles. A miracle is something amazing that doesn't normally happen that shows God's power. That's right. God is so loving to give good gifts to his people, like manna. He loves us as far as the yeast is from the West. And he's also so loving to give you and I the good gift of making bread to fill our tummies. In fact, I've brought a tasty loaf with me to share with you, my friends. Mmm, man, another good gift. Sharing good food with good friends, Rachel. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing what you know. Of course. I hope this helps you learn even more as you hear today's story from the Bible. I butter get my buns back to the kitchen. Our story today comes from the Bible. The Bible is God's true word. It is from God and about God, and it is true. Let's pray and ask God to help us as we listen and to help us to understand his word. God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for Jesus, who is the truth, and for the Holy Spirit, who helps us understand who you are and what you have done. Amen. We have been learning about God's special chosen people, the Israelites and how God saved them from being enslaved in the land of Egypt. God sent amazing and powerful plagues so that Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, would let the Israelites go. Then God separated the waters of the Red Sea so that the Israelites could get away from Pharaoh by walking across the sea on dry land. Pretty amazing, right? And true! Today we're going to learn that God always meets the needs of his people because he loves them. Just like God provided for the needs of his people, the Israelites, God provides for and meets the needs of his family, the church, today. Because that's what the church is. The church is God's family. After God rescued his people from Egypt by helping them go through the Red Sea, God kept taking care of the Israelites as they started making their way to the Promised Land. That's right, and it's called the Promised Land because it was a beautiful land full of good things that God promised to give his people. He promised the Israelites it would be their new home, and it would be, but it took a long time for them to get there, and it wasn't at all easy. Still, the Bible tells us that God was always with them, God led the Israelites through a desert. A desert is a really hot, dry place that has almost no food or water. 
They were so hungry and so hot that the people whined and complained to Moses about being in the desert. The Israelites completely forgot that God had just rescued them from being enslaved in Egypt. Some of the people even thought it would be better to go back to Egypt than to wander around in the desert. They forgot that God always takes care of his people. But God heard their whining and wanted the Israelites to remember that he loved them and that they were his special chosen people. So because they were hungry, God sent down bread for them to eat from heaven. The bread was called manna. On the count of three, say manna. One, two, three. Manna. manna. And the Bible tells us that this manna was white and only about as big as a small seed. The Bible also says that manna tasted sweet like honey. How kind of God to even make their bread taste sweet. Let's get an even closer look at the story by reading what those people said from the Bible. I think it's pretty funny. If you're at home, open up your Bible with me. Our story today can be found in the Old Testament, the book of Exodus, chapter 16, verse 15. I'll give you a moment to find it. Exodus 16, verse 15. Remember, it's okay to ask for help if you need it. If you don't have a Bible with you right now, that's okay too. You can just listen closely. Okay, is everyone ready? Exodus 16, 15 says, When the people of Israel saw it, the manna, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. <laughs> there you go. They said, What is it? And called it manna, which means, What is it? God heard his people and gave the Israelites bread to eat every morning. And then in the evening, God gave them quail. Quail are a yummy type of bird to eat. And every day around dinner, God sent lots and lots of quail to wherever the Israelites were walking so they could catch them and cook them up. Amazing. Every morning, God gave his people manna to eat. And every evening, God gave them quail so that the Israelites had the perfect amount of food to eat every day. And nobody went hungry. God is so good to his people. God was also good to give them rules about when and how to go get this food. These rules were for the Israelites good too. God told them how much food to go pick up so that everyone would have enough. And God told them to go pick up food only six days of the week so that they could take a break once a week and rest. God always tells his people what is best for them. But even after God told the Israelites what was best, some of them still disobeyed him and sinned. Do you think God stopped taking care of his people when they sinned? No, God loves his people and is so patient with them. God kept providing manna and quail for his people even when they disobeyed. God gave them food to eat for 40 years. That is a long time. Whew. As the Israelites were walking through the hot, dry desert, they needed to stop by a mountain to rest. As they were resting, Moses climbed up onto a nearby mountain to spend some time with God. On that mountain, God told Moses some very special and important rules called the Ten Commandments. On the count of three, say Ten Commandments. One, two, three. Ten, Ten commandments. commandments. 
Now the Ten Commandments were ten rules that God gave for the Israelites to obey. These rules were good because God is good and because they would teach the Israelites how to love God and how to love other people like God does. God spoke with Moses and wrote the Ten Commandments on two stone tablets. Let's read a few of them to see what God said. Number one, you shall have no other gods before me. Number two, you shall not make for yourself a carved image. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord, am your God. Do not make a statue of God or anything else. Just worship him. Number three, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Don't use God's name to say anything that God hasn't said. Number four, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you will labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do no work. Rest with God one day a week. Number five, honor your father and your mother. Number six, you shall not murder. Number seven, you shall not commit adultery. Number eight, you shall not steal. Number nine, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Don't lie. And number 10, you shall not covet or want anything that is your neighbor's. Be content with what you have. After God gave the Israelites the 10 commandments, he gave them hundreds of other laws too. Laws about how to treat other people, laws about how to be close to him, even though they were sinners and laws about how to build a big tent called the tabernacle so that he could live with them and be their God. It was good that the Israelites wanted to obey God. Do you think the Israelites obeyed every rule perfectly? Nah, they were sinners. They loved and trusted God, but they still sinned. No matter what they tried to do, they would never be able to keep God's rules perfectly. God was not surprised by this. He always knew these rules would show them just how badly they needed a savior to save them from their sins. Obeying God's rules can't save us from our sin, and it's impossible to obey God's rules without God's help. Every day we break God's rules because we have hearts that are sick with sin. Sin is anything we do or think that is different from what God wants. All of us sin. Even after you have a new healthy heart that loves and trusts Jesus, you will still sin. We will never be good enough. But that's why Jesus came to save sinners. God sent his son Jesus to live a perfect life. He obeyed God's rules perfectly, like we never could. Then Jesus died on the cross, taking the punishment for our sin and came back to life so that everyone who loves and trusts him can have a new healthy heart and live with God forever. Just like God took care of the Israelites, God takes care of the church today. Remember, the church is everyone who has ever loved and trusted Jesus. The church is God's family. Just like God cared for the Israelites in the desert, God cares for the people in his family, even when they sin. That's why he sent Jesus. Hey, parents. Are you looking for an inspiring read for your little ones? Well, we've got something special for you. Introducing Kids in the Bible, a storybook Bible about God's children. This new book by Caroline Saunders features a collection of 33 captivating stories from the Bible, all centered around kids, just like yours. 
Ever wondered about the adventures of young Miriam, Samuel, or even a certain young Jesus? Kids in the Bible takes you on a journey through the lives of these remarkable children, showcasing how God's big plans unfold through even the smallest of us. Each story is a treasure trove of courage, faith, and the boundless love of God. Whether it's a young warrior's bravery, or a girl who defies death, or the miraculous journey of a baby who changed the world forever, there's something for every young heart to connect with. So parents, if you want your kids to discover the wonders of the Bible in a fun and engaging way, visit kidsinthebiblebook.com today. Let your little ones be a part of God's special plan to bless the world. You just heard God's word. Let's play a game to see what you've learned. We call it Five Second Fun Through Review. That's right. And our friend Rachel the Baker is back to play our game with us. Tell us how to play, Rach. All right. I'm going to ask you seven questions, and you'll have five seconds to think of the answer. When the timer runs out, let's shout out our answers together and see if you got it right. Okay, everybody. You ready? Here, Here we, we go. go. Okay, question number one. The Israelites wandered in the hot, dry... Desert. Desert. That's right. Question number two. Who are God's special chosen people? The The Israelites. Israelites. Way to go. Question number three. God provided food in the morning for his people. What was it called? Manna. Great job. Question number four. God provided food in the evening for his people. What was it called? Quail. Good work. Question number five. God gave his people laws called the Ten... Commandments. Good job. Question number six. Were God's people able to keep all of God's laws? No. Did God love them? Yes. Yes. Last question. Question number seven. God loved them so much, and us too, that he sent Jesus who kept the law perfectly. Everyone who loves and trusts Jesus is a part of the church. The church is... God's family. How did you do? Did you learn something new about God today from the Bible? Or were you reminded of something good, true, or beautiful that you already knew? Well, we hope so. But now it's time to live like it's true. This week, help make dinner for your family. Is it easy to feed your family or does it take a lot of work? Try and see. Then thank God together that he gives us good food to eat. As we finish up our time together, let's worship God through a song that reminds us that God's word is true. It's the Bible, God's true word. It's the Bible, God's true word. It is from who? God. About who? God. It's the Bible, God's true word. It's the Bible, God's true word. It's the Bible. 
to God's big story. Today's story was just one of the stories in the Bible, which is really just one big story about one big God. If you'd like to read more about the manna that God gave his people or the Ten Commandments, you can turn to Exodus chapter 16 and Exodus chapter 20 anytime and read it together as a family, maybe over dinner. For more information or details about the show, be sure to check out this episode's description or visit tvcresources.net. Tune in next time to God's Big Story. We'll see you again soon. Bye.